This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Culture. I feel like I'm part of the hip hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. He's like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. There we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it based with podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory, like Oprah's Bumani. Damn, son, where'd you All find right. this? Keep It Basement Podcast. Mike Sweeney, Tom Zappia. Alex is not here. He's probably off doing Puerto Rican things. We got comedian Mark Norman here at the Verve. What is this? Somerville? Somerset? Somerville? All right, thanks, Mike. Somerville, New Jersey. The uh, Verve. I think it's Somerset. Somerset? Ah, Jesus. gotcha. All right, Somerset County, New Jersey. Somerville, the Verve. With comedian Mark Norman from, you know, Conan and Comedy Central and Fallon and Cole and Colbert and every fucking late night show ever. Hey, hey. Um, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Because recently uh, we put out a meme, <clears throat> and Tom knew it was your joke. Do oh, you, yeah? Do you get annoyed when uh, that happens? Like a meme page will put a joke you did and have like a different picture and not even like shout yeah. it out? I do. Was it the slut thing? Yeah. It's the Walmart joke. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The slut. Yeah, the whore. Uh, it annoys me because they don't ever give you credit. And then that meme gets more likes than if I had posted the joke, and that's right. what's annoying. Like yeah, they're yeah. killing it with my joke. Yeah, yeah. And if I posted, it get a hundred likes, and they get ten thousand. That's on, right? 
Oh yeah. Mic. All right, good. Sorry. Is this nah, thing I, on? I, it was on. I was just making sure. But like you, don't you just feel that that's like because like if someone, so many people who like don't know jokes or comedy or like social media are basically just following a bunch of meme pages. Yeah. So they don't like want to like if it feels bad that they're like liking that as just a regular fo- as just a regular post. But like yep. if it, maybe if they knew it would come from you, you'd be like, oh, that's amazing. He came up with that joke. But it's like somebody who doesn't watch comedy is just gonna see a funny meme and like it because it's a it's exactly. Funny, you know? And then sometimes they'll tag you. But no one's hitting the meme and going, "Oh, Mark Norman." You know, <laughs> maybe he wrote Mark Norman colon and then had my joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it's just a fucking girl with a short skirt on and my words, and so nobody gives a fuck. No yeah. one's gonna compliment me. My friend sent me that, and then I sent it to Zappy because I thought it was funny. And he goes, "Guess whose joke that was?" And he sent me your original, like on stage performance uh-huh. of the joke. So, yeah. real comedy guy, Tom Zappy, uh-huh. knew. I think memes are killing us because. Uh, I was talking to a comic about this last night. You know, you, you back in like five years ago, you'd be like, uh, "Oh, that's a that's a, a tell joke, or that's a Nick Griffin joke." People go, "Oh shit! All right, I'll drop it." And now people go, "Ah, you know, I thought of it too. I'm writing." And I think that's because of memes, because memes are just out there, and you can just share them. Yeah, so it's not right. like it's not property. Whereas before it was property, because yeah, you knew who right. came up with it. Yeah, that's yeah. I think you're right because because there's always that uh, like would be that, like, somebody had a joke similar. Like, I know, I remember Rogan had a joke one time, and Geraldo had, like, a similar kind of joke. Mm-hmm. So you could, like, I guess differentiate, like, you know, it happened with Louie and whoever else, yeah. who did the joke first or whatever. But it, when you have so many fucking memes coming out, like, thousands and thousands a day, a lot of those are probably comedians' jokes from, like, oh, yeah. whenever. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, 20 years ago, you know? And nobody cares. They go, nobody gives a fuck. who, I've never heard of Geraldo. Who's yeah. that? I'll just, I just like this. I just like the fat Jew, yeah. Yeah, I like the fat Jew and, uh... He got in trouble, but he's not, not enough. Yeah, no. He should be kicked off the Instagram. Yeah. You know, if you're going to kick Ari off for saying horrible shit on Twitter, kick oh, yeah. off no, a guy Ari for stealing. Banned from Instagram or Twitter? Twitter, Twitter but he's yeah. back. Oh, yeah, okay, he's yeah. back. He said, I'll kill you, Bert, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think of uh, like social media comedians, like comedians who've made a lot of traction on social media? I think it's great. I, you know, it's a double edged anal because uh, it's good and it's bad, but like. It's bittersweet because now you have bad comics getting out there and people are like, oh, this guy who, whatever, Joe Blow is just as good as uh, Tom Segura. They're on the same level. They're both online. And you're like, no, no, it's different. So that part sucks. But it's good for a guy like Schultz or Sam Marill, who are great comics, who the industry walks all over and doesn't care about. And they put out some horse shit, but they won't put out Sam. So good, get him online. He should be uh he should be in the public eye. Hell yeah! I heard you say fuck the industry today on on Tuesday's recording today. But yeah, yeah, they they bummed me out. They're so dumb. Like I, I did a I did a web series today with Jessica Kirsten, and she's so funny. Great. And she has never had a special, never had any of that shit. She's like seventy eight years old. <laughs> Nobody will help her out. And Bill Burr just gave her a special. Yeah. So it's that's like it that's what we got to do now. We got to put shit online. We got to help the comics. Well, yeah. So I was gonna say, I feel like. I don't know, I probably followed you for a couple of years on Instagram, but I feel like in terms of just putting your jokes, like you'll put your just your bits right out when you're doing them on stage and you'll just put them out on Instagram now. Yeah. And you're like a lot more interactive on the story, like reposting people's stories, the Snapchat, stuff yes, like that. Yeah, trying. But has that like, has that helped you on the road and in, in, in a little. rooms a little bit? A like little. Packing like, out rooms a little bit? I just did a tour with Bert and he's yeah. like this social media fucking wizard where machine, he knows how to Bert market Kreischer, everything. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah, the machine. And he's like, you got to do the thing. He's like, you have good jokes, but you're not... No one is tethered to you. No one's going, that's my guy. Like, look at Theo Vaughn. 
The Ovon is huge. Oh, huge. Selling out everywhere. Came out of nowhere. Just boom. Blew up. Never heard of him until like four years ago. Exactly. Now he's adding shows and everything's sold out. But because he's like, you know who he is and he's interacting. He's talking to you. He's got the camera in his face. I can't do that shit. I, I'm a writer. Yeah. I can't hold the camera up to my face and go, hey, everybody, it's uh, it's Taco Tuesday. What's shaking? That's what I try to explain to you. Like, Norman is like what I, like I consider like proponent of like this whole social media wave similar to Schultz but still like a writer like has to get jokes out and constructed and crafted and make it into an act yes because the, yeah like I saw you like I guess Bert was selfieing you guys today and he was like you never put yourself on the uh, on yeah. the Instagram you just repost others but you never put it on your own face yes because I know you're probably you're weird I like feel that weird. yeah so that's what he. I try to explain that stuff to him, and he's like, "Why not?" You know, and I'm like, "Well, he's a fucking comic. He'd rather write good jokes." Yeah, and I'm like, I have nothing to say, and I feel like who's gonna give a fuck? You know, hey, this is my agent coming in. How you doing, sir? Thank <laughs> you. Wow, this guy's bored out of his mind. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. It is do you think a huge podcast like Rogan is a new Johnny Carson show? Oh, completely. Like his, you, you came up on late night television. Do you think it's the same now than it was when when you no, first started? No, no, I do it for fun now. I'm doing another one in July, and I'm just. It's fun to get the set together. It's a tight rope. You might bomb. You might kill it. The stakes are high, but like, nope, they're not gonna make or break you. And then I like that they put the clip on YouTube. Then I can take the clip and I can cut it up and I can put it on my shit. Yeah. So it it's, it has nothing to do with numbers at all. It's just like, it's fun. You get to put a suit on. You go to a TV studio. It helps your career in no way. I feel like it's a different audience who's watching late night and then like pot listening to podcasts more intimate. Like especially Completely. if it's like Theo Vaughn, Burt, or Rogan. I feel like if you go on there, it's like helping you with ticket sales, everything. Way more. People want to get to know you, and not to mention you want to really get get down and gay here. But uh, <laughs> podcasting is like the last thing where you can be honest. Like you know, you're sitting on the couch on Fallon, and you can't if you go like, oh, my wife took it in the ass. He's gonna go. Oh, turn the lights out. Shut the shut the show down, you know. Yeah. Uh, even though he might fuck his wife in the ass. Yeah. And so, like, like Jezelnik was just on. He talked about how Fallon drinks a ton and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that went... It went viral. It went quick. huge A because it's Rogan, and then that made it even go nuts. And I was just like, yeah, that's just out there. Like, yeah. jokes that make him look like the good guy. How funny is that? But he really talks shit behind the scenes at bars and stuff. Oh, Fallon. Yeah, that's what they were getting into. Yeah, because well, it's a Tonight Show. You, gotta, you know, everyone's got to love you. Yeah, exactly. So, like... People hear that shit and they go, look, we're sick of being jerked around. The internet's out there. This isn't the 70s where everybody goes, hey, how you folks doing, gentlemen and germs and blah, 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 you know. Every, 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 everybody gets along and uh, men and women sleep in two different beds and nobody fucks, parents, you know. Yeah. Like, those days are over. It's like, come on, we got porn in our pocket now. Like, yeah. let's just get into it. And I think that's why Rogan's so popular. And that's why, like, comics, like... Those fucking morning shows you got to do on the road, like Good Morning Sacramento. Your Cleveland one that went pretty big was yeah, fucking hilarious. So, I sent you that. They're so dumb. Thank you. That's they, hilarious. They're so silly because it's the opposite of comedy. Comedy's all about being real and telling the truth. And they're like, "So, uh, how do you how'd you get into comedy?" And you're like, "Well, yeah. I was molested." And they're like, "Ah!" <laughs> yeah. ah and the cameraman just goes, "Ooh," you know, like, "Well, yeah." <clears throat> That's the thing, like, Schultz is doing. It's like, put yourself on. Like, mm -hmm. he got screwed over by networks. He said, fuck it, I'm putting my own content out. Yeah. Who cares about these radio shows that are asking politically correct questions? Why not just create your own podcast, create your own YouTube shit, and just put it out, you know? Yeah, and also the industry is all, everybody's scared now. It's all about quotas now. Like, we got to have a guy in a wheelchair. We got to have a transgender person. You're like, but are they funny? Right. Uh, we don't know, but we just don't want to get yelled at. And you're right. like, well, 
put the funny people on. Who cares what they look like? Well, you know, what if the NBA did that? Blah blah blah. We've all heard that argument. But so yeah, Schultz is a funny guy, and he's doing it his own way, and I, I love it. I, I hate these gatekeepers. They they're always wrong. Every now and then they get it right. Hey, you put a Zagor on, or put an Ali Wong on, oh, you yeah. know, like, and they blow up. But what did they put out? Eight thousand specials last year, and yeah, five literally. are good. Yeah. You know, and how many funny guys are there out there that you know of that? Nick Griffin can't get a special. You know, it's crazy. Big J can't get a special. Do you yeah. think something like Netflix could blow up and go away down the line because it's getting so oversaturated? I'm so bad. Like, Schultz can talk about this shit all day. I don't. I yeah. can't predict yeah. anything. I think Netflix is kind of too big to fail at this point, but who knows? I mean, everything. Yeah. maybe everything fails. America failed. Can you, uh, you were talking a little bit about it. Can you be a comedian and not know anything about comedy? Like, because Gary Owens was on Brilliant Idiots talking about how he never watches anyone do comedy and he doesn't watch any Netflix specials. He just goes up, doesn't write jokes, but just talks on stage and tells stories. I don't know. I I think that's weird. I, I think it's weird to not love comedy enough. Like, you know, these guys, like, I've never seen a Carlin special. You're like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. It's great. You would enjoy it. Maybe give it a shot. You know, like, to me, that's strange. I think you could do it, I guess, but like, I, I've never heard anybody be like, you ever heard that Gary Owen that Gary Owen bit? You got to hear it. Like, yeah. I don't know. You want to stay original, and a good way to stay original is to see what other people are doing so you don't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know you're like a sit at home and write and, and say it out loud kind of guy, right? And all these people who like Schultz or like Gary Owen who go on stage, burr and like work it out on stage. But you're more of like a format kind of like you know what you're going to say before you say it, right? Yeah, Most yeah. Of the time. And it just came from years of bombing. Like yeah. I was an alt scene guy. So like you had to have a joke ready, like printed out word for word almost for the for it to get the laugh because you couldn't go up there and fuck around. They would just stare at you. Yeah. So I think I, I you know, I'm a wuss. I got, I get scared of silence. Like people are like, you're such a, a joke guy. You got a million punchlines. I'm like, yeah, because I'm, I'm scared of bombing. Is that so, the that's the reason? That's it. Up? I saw you do. I, I I don't even fucking know. It had to be fifty jokes on a seller set, which is like what 15, 12, or fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I never saw that many punchlines in one set in my life. Yeah, I'm just scared of silence. That's all it is. That makes sense though. Like, why wouldn't you be? You know. Yeah. Your I, point is to have them be laughing. That's why I never got those guys. Like, you're a real joke guy. I'm like. I don't know how else to get laughs yeah. without a punchline. What, well, am I going to pratfall? Shout out to Bert, who just came off the tour with Bert in Europe, mm-hmm. and he was he's kind of a story guy, or yeah. like long, drawn-out stories with ebbs and flows and climaxes and bits. So you like watch him, like, you don't, because you don't really know how he does that, and then I remember you on his podcast, and he, didn't know, he doesn't know how you write so many jokes. Right, So could right. you like see that when you're on tour with him? Totally, and like, he would help me with my jokes. He's like, you got to stretch out and build, and he's right, and I would help, I would punch, I gave him a ton of punch. So like we kind of helped each other, and I opened for Burr once, and he was like, "You got to do stories. It's all about the stories." I was like, "I can't do stories. They're too long. What if it bombs at the end? You go this whole way." And yeah, he's like, yeah. "You got to learn how to do it." So That's like me, I think podcast helps though. Podcast might yes. help your stories. I agree. Storytelling and radio. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think a podcast? Because you guys do Tuesdays with stories, which is stories. So that's yeah. like. Yeah. Like, the stories you fucking tell about, like, the airport and the clubs and going around. Those, like, you could turn so many of those to a... You turn them into a bunch of jokes on the stories with, like, funny kind of yeah. punches or whatever. Does that help you on stage or no? Totally, totally. But again, there's no audience sitting there. Like, if you've ever listened to one of our live episodes, yeah. we're not killing the whole time, and we're, like, freaking out. Yeah. You know? I, so yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. we're just we're just anxious, insecure lunatics. So uh, the stories, I can't do them on stage because there's too much... Too much air in between. It freaks me out. 
Uh, you just said you were anxious. Uh, how can anxious guys get women? Because Zappy is a, like a huge fan of what you do, and he says that you get a at one point got a ton of women when you well, were single. It was all comedy, but I think it's just like the you go on stage in the beginning and you're like freaking out and you're frazzled and you're nervous and every every line that doesn't work makes you freak out. But it's the same with women. Like I used to talk to girls, and be like, "Oh shit, she hates me. I'm bombing," and then <laughs> you would of course get nothing out of it. But if you just do it like a set where you even if it, it's not going that great, pretend it is. Just fake it. Fake it the whole time because you got to remember she's freaking out too mm-hmm. on a date. So if if she's freaking out and you're pretending like you're not freaking out, she thinks you're cool. So I think just fake it and, you know, have some stock lines and uh, compliment, ask questions, you know, pretend to care. Did you ever do a joke on a date and she, she knew it from your YouTube or she knew that you were getting Oh, that? no, I don't do material, but I had, like, dating tricks Gotcha. Like, I had dating stuff that I would do on a date that I would always say. Like, I had a couple k- killer pickup lines where I, I'd, like, hit on a girl and be like, man, I'll tell you, if I wasn't gay. <laughs> and that would always work. Um, so stuff like that, where I, I had a couple stock things. Not not shit I did on stage, but stuff I would only do on dates. And you just got to do it over. It was like sets. You got to do it yeah. over and over. I, mean, I remember I was so bad at, like, I had no game. And then I, you just kind of throw yourself into it, and it's embarrassing, and you fail. But then... a Six months later, you can date anybody. Right. Yeah, I well, you you uh, relate to this because I feel like we do a lot of jokes where it's like you hate the whole because you're like this. I'm a little bit too, but like you hate the whole going out on a date, oh, figuring out what we're worst, doing. The worst. Instead of just getting to the point and being like, you know, if you, if the case you want to have sex with her, kind of just straight up ask or at least at least you know allude to it quickly. Yeah. So you can just see where it's gonna go. It's like you've been in situations with a girl's like, you know, you gotta she's trying to settle down or she's trying to do whatever and it's fucking harder, you know. And then add comedy into it. It's yeah. like, you know Oh yeah. Also does like comedy or podcasting ha- has it ever got you in trouble with women? Like does it does it help sure. or does it hurt? Because sometimes I feel like your comedy could be so honest that it, women might think you're talking about them or they might get offended by what you say and it will help you it will hurt you. Well, the whole early onset of my podcast was me talking about girls I fucked. Yeah. But I would never say their name or what they looked like or describe. I didn't want them to get in trouble or anything. But they would listen. They always knew, obviously. Like, yeah. oh, that was me in that hotel with the dildo and this <laughs> and that and the donkey or whatever. But, like, uh, that got me in a lot of trouble. And I would, like, have to delete really? a few or, or oh, edit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because I didn't want to get sued. Or who knows what could happen nowadays, right. you know. So I got rid of that. But, uh, yeah, it got me in trouble. But I think if a girl sees you on stage and you're doing an offensive joke and she gets bothered by it, then you don't want to wanna hang out with her anyway. Yeah. That's weird. Cool. Well, you got a girl now, right? In my life. Yeah, yeah. So, like, does she see you do shit on stage? She doesn't give a fuck. She gets a, gives a fuck if it sounds it's like a- I'm single. Okay, okay. She, yeah. I could talk about her all day. Like, she actually prefers that because she wants that, that out she, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know so what you mean. Yeah, I've heard if, you say that. Yeah, if yeah. I jizz in her tuna salad... <laughs> And she's pissed about it, but I talk about it on stage. She's like, great, as long as I'm in the act. All right, single Mark, do you think, like, it's the online dating scene is weird? Like, do you think there's a lot of red flags with matching women online? Do you think, like, everyone online is just hard up to get laid, or there's always something going on with them? No, I think everybody's, I mean, everybody's a weirdo. We forget that. We act like, all we do all day is cancel culture and shit on people on Twitter. We pick our, oh, we're shitting on Norm MacDonald today. We're shitting on uh, this guy today. We're shitting on Roseanne today. So, like... But then you go on Twitter, I mean, uh, Tinder, 
and Bumble, and you realize, oh, everybody's fucked up. Yeah. This lady's crazy. She's a cutter. This guy's a fucking, uh, you know, uh, roided out weirdo. Like everybody's got their own shit. Right. You know, he was he's a pedophile secretly. Whatever it is. So uh, Tinder was tough, but it was such a good thing for dating because you could just cycle through. Like it's just yeah, it's to, yeah. Like yeah, you were you were mostly using it just to fucking get laid, right? Just to get laid. That's the exactly. only reason I was using it. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't want anything else. Yeah. So like that's what. Yeah, well, you, get, you never know what girls talk have. About, talk about why you get scared. All that yeah. Well, girls, you don't know if they are like have STDs or anything, and well, they're yeah. fucking everyone. If they want to bang you in one night, who else do they want to bang? You know well, what I'm saying? Just wrap it up. Yeah, true. And just a lot of shit. Was one girl called me a woman hater from Tinder because I wouldn't go get a drink with her because she lived too far away. And then she listened <laughs> to the podcast, and she heard me talking about the story. Yeah. So that's why I was asking about, like, do you get shit for stuff in your sets or I on see. the podcast? Woman hater. What, what the, see that? I hate that shit. And then she was like, know? I'm just kidding, but I really like to go out with you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that's a flag right there. God hates. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fucker. Um, <laughs> well, you're not going to drive there anyway. Tell yeah, her to come here. Yeah, what are you, right? a man hater? Come to my town. How about that? Equality. You go for equality, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, oh, you. I, I heard that, like, I heard comedians say that sometimes the funniest comedians aren't that great on stage because they don't have to work for it. They don't have to gr- put the grind mm. in. Like, if you were at the comedy cellar outside, they might, like, be funny as fuck in a yeah. group of comedians. But on stage, they're, like, okay yeah. because they don't work for it because they're already so funny. Is there some uh, truth to that or no? I, I agree with that there's funny guys I know who go on stage and aren't as funny, but I don't think it's because they don't work for I think it's because the stage is a whole different animal. That that That's a... Being funny, you got to like translate it to an audience. Mm. That's the hard part about stand up. It's that weird tightrope walk, you know, of like getting the audience to get it, timing and all that shit and setting up the punch and whatever. So stage stand up is a is a language whereas you can be funny. We can be fun on the side. I can just pull my pants down and grab your ass and this and that, and we're all laughing. Yeah. But how are you going to do that in front of a crowd, you know? Is that why you think, like, because, like, him, for an example, he's too much of a bitch. He's funny as fuck, but he's too much of a bitch to go on stage. Yeah. So he'll, like, do stories with his, with his you know, his home friends and, like, his family, and he has bits, and he'll do voices. He'll yeah. impersonate, like, his dad shit, and it'll kill with all of us and with his friends and everything. And he's trying to f- find a way to take that to the stage, but you don't know if it's going to work because you might have to actually write out jokes to actually go with it. Yeah. You can't just go up there and, like, free ball it. And, well, like, you yeah. can when you get to a certain level, I, I imagine, but... Yes, that's the thing, is you have to... you the, Your family knows you, your friends know you, your hometown knows right. you, so you got to get that audience to know you, but you only have 11 minutes, so you're yeah. going to get them to know your whole life, your whole backstory, all the shit you've done, your whole personality, and then you can be funny. So that's what's hard about stand-up. That's why, like, a guy, like... That's why it takes 20 years for a lot of these guys to blow up because you got yeah. to got to know them over all this time. And then eventually they go up and go, I farted today. And you go, ah, this guy's the best. He's amazing. And you're like, well, if I said I farted today, I wouldn't get a laugh. But it's because they know him. Yeah. Yeah. He has the comedian background. I don't. That's why I'm asking from like a different perspective for the listeners because there's a lot of people who want to try comedy who listen to the podcast too. But like, yeah. like you just were talking about, is there no way to fast track your career in comedy? Because no. now we see... Like some, not to be a hater, but some douchebag who's not good at comedy blow up from social media yeah. and then tour and have packed audiences, yeah. but bomb, but still make money because the crowd isn't a comedy crowd and yeah. they don't care anyway. Well, there's a way to fast track your career, but there's no way to fast track quality. That's the problem. So if there was someone with a natural talent of like being funny, and on the other hand, you have someone who's doing comedy for two years but isn't funny, you'd rather take the guy who's been on the stage for two years? Yes. Yeah, because gotcha. stand up's its own thing. It's like boxing or something. You could you could be a great 
uh, wrestler, but you go in a boxing ring and you can't do the grapple moves, they're going to beat the shit out of you. So, like, it's its own language. Like, Will Ferrell tried stand-up, and he couldn't do it. And he's like, I'll just be an actor. Larry David. Yeah. Davidson was, like, in this interview with Machine Gun Kelly recently, and he was telling Machine Gun Kelly how he could kill stand-up. And, and like, Machine Gun Kelly was like, why? He's like, because you're a good artist, you're a good actor, you're a great storyteller. And Pete Davidson was like, I'm not even that good at comedy, I just do it, though. And, like, mm. he's like, you would kill to Machine Gun Kelly. So I was still thinking, like, if you're, mm. like, a rapper or an artist, would you be better at comedy? And now you see Stormy Daniels doing comedy, too. I know, too. I know. So I'm like, it's almost yeah. like you would think, fuck it, if they could do it, so can I. Sure. And way. that's why comics hate when Stormy Daniels or Pauly Shore or Chris Kattan or Steve-O or any of these cunts go on stage. <laughs> that's what I tell you. Totally and yeah. diminishes the art form. Yeah, like, it's not like... Like he, like not to keep going back and forth, but like he'll come from a mindset. It's like, why not just fast track and go on social media or something to that effect, even if you're not funny. But then, yeah, but be a real comedian. But then you can't get mad at Alex's or other co-hosts, some of the older school comedians, Mark Norman, who don't want to do that because they'd rather be funny, have a long career. Yeah, but and yeah, but that's fifteen years in. Too. Yeah, he's he, been doing it from since you know what, oh six, oh seven. Yeah, like, yeah, thirteen years. So I mean, but like you can't you can't hate on people who are gonna get. Inevitably get mad at someone like a fucking, uh, you know, Steve-O or a little Tay or whoever the yeah, fuck is and comedy. I'm, and I'm not mad at Steve-O. You know. I get he's trying to get a paycheck and people will come out to see him and that's those idiots' faults. They're like, we got to see Steve-O. You're like, yeah, but Schultz is better. Well, we don't know Schultz. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but he's better. So, I mean, who would you rather fuck, uh, Oprah or some model you never heard of? Yeah, go f- Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Go f- from the Chappelle scan. Yeah, well, you know, go fuck the model, but just because you heard of Oprah doesn't mean she's hot. That's you a good. I mean? That's a good comparison. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would fuck Oprah too. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you? Because you, everyone, I don't. I don't sorry, listeners, but I don't know your backstories. Because you were in New Orleans, but you went to New York, went back, and then came back and started for the most part in New York, right? We'd yeah. Say for the pretty, most part. Yeah. Almost a year a in New Orleans. Okay. So you like you started where you go to start. Like it's literally it's New York now. Yeah. So like with these social media people or like people like us who can't really move to New York right now or or LA or maybe feel like you don't need to necessarily. Is that if you still want to be a great stand up even if it's going to take 10, 12, 13 years, should you be going to a New York or LA? And I still think yes because you get up the most. Mm-hmm. You can fucking get on the most, you know, you can meet the most people because that's yep. the biggest area of people doing it. And social media can come along with that. Or that can that can go to your social media after the fact, but like a lot of people just like we have a lot of people right here in our towns, you know, towns we're driving through on the way here. Like who's that guy who fucking lives down in South Jersey and just bought like a house and a car because he puts up you know the Instagram videos? So YouTube people, you know, like those are people who don't necessarily got in the game to do stand up. They kind of got into maybe be bigger, and then stand up comes with it, like okay, now I can do stand up because I have this fan base. So you yeah. have to get the fan base first. Yeah. Uh, well, so what's the question? That's kind of uh, like he, he was talking about. What's, that was like the Steve. You actually are known or famous having credits. Okay, I mean you could. It's hard, yeah. I mean, because then they'll come out and see you and be disappointed. But uh, I feel like you could play it off though. Like no one knew Joe Rogan before he was famous, right? And he did stand up comedy and karate. So you could say you were doing stand up the whole time, but actually start doing it and get real with your shit, and then blow up on social media. But obviously, I think you have to do stand up first. Yeah, you could do that, but you yeah, you got to be grinding it out and getting good because. I mean, Stormy Daniels, I would almost be curious to see it because she would just p- taking the mic out of the stand, all that. Like, for us, you do comedy long, that's just, I don't even think about that. You just go up and go, hey, everybody, how you doing? That takes a minute. Then you got to remember the first joke, second into the second joke, all that. It just takes time and reps and reps and reps. Yep. So, like, 
you gotta work it out before people see you. Yeah, you'll expose yourself. Yeah, but then the thing about New York or L.A. is, I think you're better off going to Chicago to start than L.A. I think New York or Chicago is better than L.A. Wow. To start, right? Man, I never Ch- heard that. Chicago I mean, has yeah. a couple clubs, got a bunch of yeah. bar shows. I always, well, yeah, I always knew Chicago was a great comedy city, but yeah, I. <laughs> A lot of people when I asked them, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's definitely, definitely flaking. Is. Everybody who lives there is they got all the big, you know, like Dalia and Sebastian and Burr and Jeselnik and Rogan and Theo and Kreischer, Segura. These guys are all millionaires, yeah, and they're in LA, yeah. So, good luck trying to start there. That's what I want to ask you because Schultz said this on, I guess, I don't know, he said it somewhere. If you, if you name a big New York comic, someone who's from New York, oh, yeah. they're usually. It's so, you, someone will name someone older. You'll name like Colin Quinn yes. or Attell or something like that. Yes. And you name the L.A. people, and it's Burt and Theo yes. and Delete and all these guys who are still in their 30s because they've garnered such huge success off their podcasts and off of social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Schultz is trying to get that get to New York to be like L.A., how yes. that scales all off. But like I don't really know the comparison there. I think it might be easier in L.A., because, I mean, I don't know why. Maybe they're not always focusing on the same. I feel like New York's like a grind, get up as much as you can yeah. night. L.A., you could get up maybe maybe once or twice a night some weeks. Yeah, Because maybe. you got to drive everywhere. Yeah, my theory you can is... focus on other stuff. Schultz is completely right, and everybody goes, why is that? Why is L.A. killing it, not this and that? L.A. is, A, they have Rogan. Yeah. So exactly. he's already... Like, he's the godfather. You have the Tonight Show over there, you know? So you're yeah. like, all right, I can just do Rogan. But, B, most of the comics there, and this is going to sound like a dig... But I don't mean it as a dick. Most of the comics are very personality driven. Like they're like spectacles. Bird goes up, fat guy, shirt off. Whoa! That's a good point. The machine. Rogan is this fucking beefy, bald guy, MMA. Theo's, hey, oh, I got a mullet. I'm Southern. Delia's the hot guy with long hair and cool. It's like each comedy, you're like Jeselnik, fucking blonde hair, dark, dead baby jokes, deep voice. Boom! Yep, Shab. I'm a fighter. I'm a MMA. You got Brian Callen. I'm an actor. Yeah. I'm all over the place. Everybody's like, "Whoa!" Whereas you see a tell, he's this meek Jew. He's four foot one. <laughs> he's wearing all black. He's just spitting out genius lines. He's throwing gems at you. So you're not like, "We gotta go see this guy," even though he's better than all of them. Yeah. He's more brilliant than all of them. Yeah. They'll admit that. But you know. He's just like he's like in it for the art. He's like a classic pianist, just going, eh, where's their fucking rocking out? And you're like, oh, I'd rather go watch the guy rock out, even though the pianist is way harder. Exactly. Do you yeah. think like? Well, like Bert said, it's kind of like you got to brand it right, right? He's yeah, it. it's all it's branding. Like they got a brand behind them. That's the thing. Yeah, Bert's wearing an Indiana Jones hat. You think that's a? You think that's an accident? You know, he wants you to see that hat and think of him. He wants to see the belly, the shirt off. I mean, it's it's pretty clever. It's genius marketing. Would you want to get when you were on tour, Bert? These past couple weeks, did he do the machine story on every at every show? Yeah, he's got to do. I he mean, has to, right? He does it at the end. It's like a stairway to heaven kind of thing. Right. Like here's my here's my big finale. Right. And the place goes fucking ape shit. So are you? But are you in a? Are you in a proponent of like? Do of of how personality driven like L A R to get in like New York? Like look at like a Legion of Skanks. Yeah. So Legion of Skanks has like a Big J and a Dave and a um, Lewis. Who probably aren't very aren't as huge as like the other guys, yes. but they made such like an empire podcast yes. that they can still pack out rooms literally because of that podcast mm-hmm. because it has such a, like a, a core fan base. So that's like a good example of like a New York in terms of a yeah. podcast or other stuff getting you more recognition and more hits on YouTube rather than just be, having amazing jokes like I tell. Yeah. So like, do you see like any of that changing like down the line in terms of LA scaling more to how like 
New York's talent to more how like L.A. is. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's just a different kind of city. We'll never be where they are because they got like an empire. I mean, they're huge. They're all getting – I watched their clips online. I'm like, wow, that has half a million views and yeah. it was put up yesterday. Yeah. Like that's insane. They're way ahead of us. We'll never yeah. catch up. But uh, Bert Kreischer, fun fact, was is in town this week doing Something's Burning, which is his web series where he cooks with Bill Burr. He cooks that's with cool. whoever, and it's all really funny. Yeah, so we rented a house in Brooklyn. That's awesome. I show up. I did it today. It was like Ari, uh, fucking Joe List, and Sam Marill, and all these guys all hanging out in this house. Jessica Kearson, Bonnie McFarlane, Bobby wow. Kelly, Michelle Wolf. We're all in this house together because we're all shooting at different floors, and everybody's doing a podcast That's up here. Wild. And Bert's like, look what I'm doing. Look what you guys could be doing all the time. But you're just sitting there writing jokes like fucking idiots. I, br- I bring one I bring one house in here, and I fill it up with all you guys. You guys never talk. You see each other at night. You're in here during the day. He's like, look what you could be doing all the time. And he He's said like, that to you guys. He said that, and it blew my mind. I'm like, you're right. This It was like a festival in this house with all these com- floors of comedians just jumping around, filming shit, shooting shit, talking on mics. And that's what we got to be doing. But we're just like, ah, you know, that's not comedy. So it's a little bit of us being closed-minded. Yeah, so in a way, you gotta have open mind. Like Schultz said, he's not gonna hate on a social media comedian, but like at the same time, he's a real comedian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not mad at those guys either. They're trying to make money and they sell out. So why wouldn't they do a show? But they're not comics. Yeah. What did, is it, Colin? Right from Brian Colin. Yeah. He he said, "Fuck acting." Like he's telling his kids not to act. Like why mm. try? It's like real hard. And like the credits helped, obviously, but now it's a new game with social media, with putting yeah. your clips up on YouTube, mm-hmm. just having your own like creative freedom. He said, "Totally you know? a new game." And you're silly if you don't jump on board because it's right there for anybody. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, well, I want to know how do you do that without selling out? Like, you, like I know I'm not a comedian, but say if I did comedy and want to do podcasting and video stuff like that, how do you not? How do you do it authentically without you, selling you out? You got to do the work. You got It's like if you were a bodybuilder and then you just started working out. You're a fat, plump, weak fuck, but you're filming yourself working out, and everybody's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Hey, I'm just getting out there. I'm on social media." And you're like, "Yeah, but you got to still be buff." <laughs> By the time the camera starts, you know, right. so like you got to get good and then film it. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that because like yeah, Callan was saying in another episode that he just started really like selling out rooms the past one to two you know last past year two years and he's fifty two years old he's been doing it for twenty five plus years yeah and he said the podcast with Schaub helped a lot and he like like he had just done a show at the Improv in like Kansas City or something and he sold it out and people were like oh Brian you're doing amazing you're mm-hmm. selling out everywhere and he's like he's trying to explain them it took me twenty five years yeah, exactly. from fucking grinding exactly like, you know, it doesn't just you know it can't just happen. yeah it's like Lil Duval I don't know if you're familiar with him sure he he's Pretty much Charlemagne and everyone else was saying his Instagram's like a TV network. Yes. Like, fuck it, he, not fuck a TV show. Just use Instagram to get your following and fans, and they're so interactive. And he even performs. He's a comedian as well, but he performs and he raps in songs as well, and he says it helps too. And the Instagram is literally like his TV network. Yeah, I completely – you guys ever hear of Gary V? Oh, God, yeah, he's obsessed ah, with him. Yeah. Great. I love Gary V too. So smart, so cool. Yeah. He had He had a great line. He said – the TV is now the radio, and the phone is now the TV. Yeah. You know, back in the day, the radio, kids sat around the radio in the 40s and just listened and stared at it. And then the TV came out, so everybody was like, fuck the radio. You know, this is the thing. And now the phone is the TV, and the TV is the radio. That's 100% right, yeah. Yes, that's a great line. Wow. That blew my mind when I heard it. 
We're all sitting there. That's another that's what New York's doing. New York's trying to create. New York's going, I need a new joke. I need a new joke. Yeah, yeah. Where Theo's going, I'll just film me at Walmart and I'll get way more views than your joke. Even if it's the most brilliant joke ever, I'm at Walmart. You guys are doing all the hard work. Like Gary Vee said, it's hard to write a TV show, hard to write a comedy yes. script. Easier to film yourself talking about Rogan's podcast and what he said and why you agree with or disagree. Totally, with. totally. You know what I mean? It's and crazy. Also, game. not to mention, this is a, a bigger note, but no one's connecting anymore. We're all on our phones. We're all watching Netflix. So, like, it's fun to hear just two people talking, like having a real discussion. You're yeah, like, yeah, that's why podcasts are great. Yeah. yeah, like humans evolve through conversation and storytelling, and, and that's how we used to connect. And now we connect by listening to other people do it. Because yeah. you can do it while you drive. You can do it while you cook. You can do it while you shit. It's just right there. I feel like sometimes we get overconsumption of shit, though, and we we don't always take what we listen to, and we can't, we can't under because it's always so much going on. Totally, it's like you can't even fucking focus on what you're listening to. Sometimes. Yeah, I'll go on fl- I'll go on a six hour flight, and I'll put my earpods in. I'll put a podcast on. I'll fall asleep, and I'll wake up, and like four podcasts have gone by, and I'll go, yeah. "All right, I got it. I listen to all those, That's even me. though I was asleep the whole time." Well, I I, I amp up the speed so I can listen to like a three hour podcast in like an hour. Do like, you really? Yeah, I'll put on like a one and a half. Does that work? No, it works fine. <laughs> I don't put it on like motor speed. I put it. I put it one notch above normal. Like, mm. I'm not. I'm not listening to Rogan for three hours. I'll listen to it in an hour and a half. Interesting. Yeah, I do that all the time. It's like speed and reading. I, yeah, and you could. Yeah, you listen to like you know ten podcasts in a day. But you, and you, I'll remember the stuff that'll stick out. Yeah, right, I'm remember. Right. Like I listened to fucking Santino on Rogan today, and yeah. I can tell you a bunch of shit about it. I listened to it, you know, six hours ago. Well, I forgot. I was gonna ask him. Is it passion over profit with you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I want to be comfortable, but. uh yeah, yeah, I just like it. I love it. That's why I'm fucking in Somersville or whatever. Somersville, yeah, shout out yeah. to Somersville. <laughs> well, first I wanted to say, because you were saying you can't, you hate putting the camera on yourself, kind of like what Bert and Theo were telling you to do, I and just weird. doing your own videos over, but I know you were doing pitches in L.A. a few weeks ago, yeah. and you could just go in and pitch a show, which is kind of still more old school. Obviously, it's great, because you can, you know, get a show and get your own show and get yeah. a bunch of money, but like... You can't align those two things where it's like you could go in and kill a TV pitch to a bunch of suits, but you could just fucking film yourself That's, looking like an asshole. Dude, you you just you just fucking yeah, you're so right. Now looking back, I should have just filmed all that, and that's a that's more fun than the show would have been. Yeah, I'd yeah, because you that. missed. Yeah, because you missed the fucking pitch and you overslept or whatever. Right, and all right. That shit. It was a show, right? That's an Instagram show. It's a web series. It's like yes. why rely on these suit people who are gonna take your money too? Yeah, probably make more anyway doing what you want to do. Totally, and let's and say, more creative. Let's say I had an idea and I was like, here's my idea, HBO. They'd be like, I don't know, but if I had just shot it, it might have just done great. Yeah. So I'm relying on them to get it, understand what I'm getting at, and then. Like, imagine if you went up to, I don't even know, Fighter and the Kids stuff, but, like, their podcast is hugely popular. Yeah. And imagine if they pitched that, like, two guys in a room, one guy's a fighter, one guy's the kid, even though he's 52, they'd be like, <laughs> what? This sounds terrible. But they just made it, now they're huge. Yeah. So, um, just do your own shit. That's what you mentioned that, yeah, I'm in fucking, you know, it's obviously Passion Over Profit in fucking Somerville. So, like... You get if you get hit up a lot to do like headline or like a local show like this where you kind of have to trek out from New York. That's kind of a normal. Yeah. What's your, like your initial reaction when someone asks, like when Danny asks you to do the show? I just weigh all the the, the factors of it. I go, all right, he's gonna give me some money. I get to do an hour, which the hour is everything. You got to like build an hour because these fifteen minute sets are important when you're working out. But like you got to work the hour out. Right. And I was just I just. Got back from Europe where I'm doing the same 20 minutes every night. Right. So I'm like, I'm just factoring all that. All right, this will be good for me. Get my feet wet again. Do an hour. Run some new shit. Go into a place I've never been where no one has heard of me. So I have to get them. It'll be real comedy. It's not like my fans where I can just kind of coast. Right. So all that factors in. Is this more productive than doing the seller tonight? Or uh, yeah. 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 Well, it's an hour long. 
Because everyone's saying, sorry, it's getting like more like it's like impossible to bomb at the cellar, even if you're bad. I've seen a couple too, actually. But yeah, it happens. It happens. Plus, you're going again. You get there, you'll bomb. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what time is it? Uh, so I, don't know, I don't know how long it has to go, but we've been talking for a while. I think it's what, 8, 8.14? It's been 36 minutes. I want to ask him. That thing runs out at like 50 minutes. So. All, right, well, All right. We'll wrap it up. So we've gotten to a lot. The wisdom and keys to success. I always ask everyone that. This is generic questions. Yeah, yeah. Give me a specific. It's a like your, word, well, like uh, your words of wisdom. Like just anything, really. That would be anything, and then the keys to success with comedy, because that's mm. your that's Ooh, your main thing. Keys to success. I mean, that's tough, because if there were keys to success, you could just do it tomorrow. Yeah, but we got a uh, we got like a lot of different listeners, like people who like porn, listening, podcasters, comedians, yeah. just normal people. So that's why I asked that to, yeah. to a lot of people. Well, uh, my my girlfriend now is she's like just got fired from her job. I don't know if I'm supposed to say all this, but she's like, she's like, I will, no, it's fine. She's like, I will not take another sales job. I hated it. I need to find my passion. And that's a word of wisdom is like, if you know what you like doing, even if it's making jelly and you want to jar <laughs> some jam and all that, just do it and do it all the way and do it 100% and go for it, you know? And sure, but this is the problem. I go, all right, well, you like fashion. Go towards fashion. She's like, well, I don't want to start at the bottom and, be it some fucking shit show seamstress where I'm just getting them coffee. I'm like, well, then just forget it. Then just drop. What do you think? They're just going to give you the best job where you're at Prada yeah, right. designing this shit? At a fuck? No, you got to start somewhere. Then make your own shit. Make your own dresses out of the kitchen. Just start sewing shit. Like, just get in there. Stop weighing everything. She goes, well, I don't really want to do that. And that part I don't like. It's like, well, then, then you're all fucked. If you're already putting up obstacles, you haven't even started yet. You say that to her? Yeah, yeah. Because she, she's literally dating someone who's living their passion. Like, I know. You, could you picture yourself doing anything better than this shit? Even though you come out to a fucking shipbag show in Somerville. I'm not saying it's a good place. But um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're still doing what you want. You're not exactly. fucking sitting at a desk or exactly. doing a sales job. I bought my apartment in New York. Yeah, I've, like, I've just insane. got back from Europe. I, I can't complain, you know? I know I know all these comics in New York. I'm, I'm at the cellar. I'm living the dream. I live yeah. in Manhattan. So, like, just like, start. It, it took yeah. 12 years, but... Yeah. Even if you get to half of a success, at least you're doing what you love instead of if you're rich. What what was that quote? If you make seventy eight grand, they say you're, you're not any it. happier after you've passed that much money. Yeah, yeah I think it's seventy eight seventy grand. I think. Yeah, Something so like just think about that a lot. Everybody's like, I got to get to a million bucks. I want to buy a Porsche. I want to buy a yacht and all this. Like, shut up. <laughs> That's not gonna make you happy. You're still gonna hate yourself and, yeah. and be on pills. You know. <laughs> Do you remember your why, like when you first started, and you were like, I know you were a big drinker and everything like that. Do you remember like why you wanted to start it? You're like, is it the still same reason? Like, well, I know you always used to say that you didn't have, you had no past. Your past oh, yeah. would really support you to do anything at that point because you were such, you were just like a, you know, drinking and yeah. fucking around and partying. So you had to find something. Yes. And then, you know, I guess I th maybe somebody took you to open mic. I don't remember. And then you're like, all right, fuck it. This yeah, is it. This that is was it, it. I always loved comedy. I was always obsessed. And yeah. always, this sounds so cheesy, but I always felt. You know, bad student, kicked out of this, barely made it through college. I felt misunderstood. I always had weird uh, thoughts, and you'd tell people, and they would be like, uh, what? This guy's dumb. And I'm like, no, I think there's something there. And I think comedy is a good way to just go, once you get that laugh, you go, I told you it was something there, motherfucker. Yeah. Every hot girl that shot me down, every every PE coach that went, what do you, what? shut the fuck up, you idiot. <laughs> uh, getting a laugh on a weird thought I had makes me go, I knew it. I'm not crazy. All right. So that's that's a big part of why I like comedy. Adam Carolla said that like his his family, his parents were saying like 
Like they want him to dig ditches for the rest of his life and work like a blue collar yeah, job. Yeah. And he's like, You motherfuckers couldn't tell me I was funny. I know. You give me the confidence. Exactly. You know what I mean? And he's like, and then he really knew and got the last laugh though. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's exactly you you put a button on it. That's a perfect way to put it. That's great. Because he was right in the end. Yeah. And it's hard because you're a kid and the way you grow up, you go, Maybe they are why would I be right? They're parents. Yeah. They know more than me, but nah, fuck them. You know, you know what to do. It's like parents who didn't go to college telling you to go to college. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's mine. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy's a pro. Yeah, I... oh, I'll be all oh, right. Fuck. We'll all wrap right. it up. Yeah, here. let's wrap it up. Um, all right, you asked your, your, your good yeah, question yeah. at the end to wrap it up. All right, Mark. Mark's at the Comedy Connection in Providence this weekend. Anything else you got coming up in New York or New Jersey? Uh, I don't know. Just, just oh, I'm at, I'm at Bananas. I'm in LA, but, yeah. Bananas in two weeks in Hasbro Heights and. Uh, yeah, marknormancomedy.com, and check out my podcast, Tuesdays with Stories. Yes, great and, podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys, so you can find us, obviously, on Instagram, Keep oh. It Basement. Uh, shout out to Fleshlight, and um, thank you. We out. There we go. Thanks a lot, man. Good appreciate app. it. Good, app. Good question. Appreciate Good it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good for you for starting a podcast. Yeah. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world. With its soft, real feel insert, patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures in over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan, and you follow the artist, and you study your artist, and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artists for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour. If you're able to listen to them for an hour, it's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I will listen. I, like, yeah. like a lot of interviewers, I have 20 questions and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the yeah. truth about it is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question and the artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. Hello? Hello, Sipes? Yes, Sipes, what's up? Hey, what's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Sweeney. What's up, dude? Mike Sweeney, the idiot. Got it. What, keep it what radio? Basement. Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep It Basement. Making money. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Monotone. Motorsports. Sir. 
It's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be? Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality. Quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati. Super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR 1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate Subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Get a job in California. If you don't like it, fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the, at the, at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my few on things.